Let's see that tape, Skywalker. Will you come on? Let me not come on. Cut it out, Wendy. Aha. It looks like this tape's been played a few thousand times. Give it back. The great Luke Skywalker, hero of the universe. <laughs> when are you going to grow up, Luke? Welcome everybody to the IGrowUpStarWars.com podcast. My name is Tom Burgess. Welcome. What you just heard was Wings, Let Them In. That was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Heard that in heavy rotation whenever I turned on the radio. So that was also dedicated to our first visit with Jason Luttrell. Thanks, Jason, for suggesting it. I know you like that one. Of course, I like that one quite a bit, too. We're going to be calling up our guest here in a few moments, but I first wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, when I was a kid and I did quite a few audio recordings, you know, growing up, uh, breaking out the old tape player. I think I got that a lot from my dad. Uh, He used to have a den office and uh, he used to record a lot of albums to 8-track, which was kind of fun. I knew when he was recording to 8-track uh, when the door to the den was closed. Um, every once in a while, I would completely forget that that meant that he was recording. I would break in and, uh, you know, ask him a question or, or tell him something. And uh, that, of course, would screw up his, uh, his recordings and uh, a lot of those showed up on those eight track recordings so i'd like to find some of those but going back to my own recordings um, i used to get my brother into these recordings and i remember that we had a tape player Uh, it was uh, attached to a microphone and the microphone had the power toggle switch and if you turned that off and on it would actually turn the power off and on to the tape recorder so when you did that it kind of had this weird shaky voice I had a great idea one day that uh, I would use my brother as the voice of a space alien and uh, his plan was to take over the earth so uh, let's hear that little snippet Uh, this is part one of two Uh, I think this is going to end with quite a cliffhanger and also if you understand what my brother is saying Maybe there's a way you can reach me, uh, admin at igrowupstarwars.com. I'm pretty sure I know what he's saying, but if you listen in carefully and maybe transcribe what he's actually telling me uh, about his global domination, that would be great. So uh, probably the Facebook page you can post underneath the, uh, the link to the podcast or admin at igrowupstarwars.com. And uh, let me know what you think he says. So let's take a listen right now. Hello! Oh no! There's a big monster! Oh no! There's this big monster from space! We are taking over the Earth's units! Watch out! They're gonna fire at you! They're our enemies! Do you speak monster? Get... <laughs> this is my drone! Wouldn't you hear me like this? I get my fire to realize I see you! Big monster, you can't take over this earth. Okay, I will. I'm going to another planet. 
Okay, now, then get out of here, you stupid monster. All right, so there it is, part one of two. Yeah, that was that was recorded in uh, about I'm thinking probably 1980. Um, hope you liked it. Part two is probably coming next episode, and uh, as a special little treat, I have included a fun little edit, a visual edit of that recording in the enhanced podcast uh, i'm going to link that as well so i hope you like it uh, but uh, i think now it's time to uh, give our friend rob o'hara a call we're going to be discussing a few of his photos in the gallery so uh, let's go ahead let's uh, pick up that phone and dial rob o'hara this would be a lot quicker if i had touch tone at least i mean this is ridiculous The number is dialing. Hey, is this Rob? Hey, it is. Who's this? Uh, this is Tom. Tom, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I hit you up on Facebook just to, maybe an hour ago, and I, I asked you to come on the show, and I'm so glad you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm always up for uh, talking about old Star Wars stuff. What I'm going to do is I've got a few I've got a few show notes here. And what I'm going to do is is ask you a few questions. I've found out a lot about you from uh, some friends of mine that work for me on the podcast here. And apparently you've got a few podcasts of your own, obviously. Uh, you Don't Know Flack. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Sprite Castle, one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. Also a part of uh, Throwback Reviews. Yes, that's right. You're on the occasional uh, segment, Talking Tech, on uh, one of my favorites, the RetroS podcast. I am, yeah. That, that's always fun to do. I see in my notes that you also played uh, Boxy on the classic Battlestar Galactica. Uh, yeah. I, wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait a second. No, no. That, yeah, that's, that what it's, it's what's, what's what it says here. No, that doesn't, that doesn't sound my, right, Tom. My show notes tell Okay, so forget that. For, apparently, uh, back in the early 80s, you uh, auditioned to play Murdoch's son on a script for the A-Team that never came out. What, that's pretty cool. How did, how did that go? No, I, I think... Uh, who's doing your show notes there, Tom? I got puppets doing my show notes so yeah okay forget you listen forget that um you've written a few books yes yes that's correct (laughs) what are those books uh well what have you written i did uh commodore uh in uh 2006 which is a story it's about old uh, computer bbs tales of of dial-up bbs's the old days you know pre pre-internet days, and uh, then in 2008, I did uh, Invading Spaces, which is a book about my experiences of uh, buying, selling, and collecting arcade machines. Nice, nice. I'm definitely into arcade machines. It also says here that uh, you briefly dated uh, Molly Ringwald. Uh, That's kind of a... This isn't this kind of podcast, but how did that go? I don't remember. Are you... you are you kidding yeah, me? No. You never did, did you? No, I would have written a book about that if that had happened. 
So you probably didn't write uh, the Be a Pepper, Dr. Pepper jingle or write to NASA and insist they named their first space shuttle after your grandma's dog, Enterprise. No, no, I, no, that didn't happen. Just, it's just stupid. Okay, well, tell you what. Let's go with something we do know about. <laughs> we, let's go with uh, the photos. Let's do a, some of the first few photos here on I Grew Up Star Wars that you have donated. Okay. And I am looking for everybody, if you are listening in, and if you are listening to my voice and Rob's, you are most definitely listening in, uh, turn the browser to page Rob240. I'm going to have a link uh, probably on the Facebook page and the show notes. But we're going to go to Rob240. That's uh, Photo240 in the gallery. Looks like this one, Rob, was uh, taken in 1978, Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the picture of me. I'm kneeling in front of the bed. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. This was um, Christmas of 78. I know um, it's funny that a lot of people, I think, um, people that – you know, are are somewhat familiar with Star Wars. Like they they watched the movies when they were kids, but they weren't really into it. A lot of people have uh, incorrect memories, and that's why I'm I'm really glad to have some of these photos to document things. Um, Definitely, you know, a lot of people they know that Star Wars came out in '77, and so they say, "Oh, and that that Christmas I got all those toys." But as you know, and I'm sure a lot of people on the podcast know, there weren't any toys available the Christmas of '77. That's absolutely true. Yeah, they, these came out uh, probably mid, early, early-ish, mid-78. Mm-hmm. So here we are at Christmas 78. Right. I've got, uh, um, and if you look here in this photo, and if you're looking at the photo, I mean, if the listeners are looking at it, there are, uh, I've got a, a TIE fighter, just a normal TIE fighter, not a Darth Vader TIE fighter. Uh, right. A land speeder and an X-Wing fighter. And one thing that's interesting in this photo as I'm looking at it is there are seven action figures because you could kind of zoom in here. You've got um, Darth Vader in the TIE fighter. Absolutely. Uh, you've got uh, Princess Leia driving the land speeder for some reason. I don't know. Maybe she had to go run an errand or something. and <laughs> So she's, she took over the land speeder. And exactly. Well, th- th- you know, let's not limit the land speeders' use just to one planet. They probably had land speeders all over the they place. Were all over. So, so this is her her little weekend ship. Uh, Absolutely. And um, and then you have an X-wing fighter with everybody else hanging out over here. You have Luke. Um, you can see C-3PO sitting behind him. Uh, R2D2, uh, Han Solo, and then uh, o- uh, Obi-Wan over there on the other side. So. Um, very conspicuously missing from this photo would be Chewbacca and a stormtrooper. Hmm. I wonder where they're off I to. I don't know. They might have. Maybe they took one of the other land speeders. And, but um, you had you had two. Well, or maybe you just had one that. Well, yeah. They're they're off. I, I got gotcha. you. I got in search for. Uh, they went to go look for Molly Ringwald. In the, in the sequel. Yeah, I got a <laughs> crappy show note. Sorry about that. But um, I, I have specific memories of this morning, uh, of that Christmas morning, going out and um, uh, pulling off the stocking because we always had the stockings that hung by our fireplace that Santa would would put things in, and uh, dumping 
the stocking out and just like a never ending series of Star Wars figures tumbling out of the stocking, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of people went through that same uh, similar memory. I know I did. Mm -hmm. And that was just that was just magic. Oh, man. And just one after another, you know, because uh, I think maybe uh, some kids that maybe only got like one or two action figures, like if you had. Um, let's say Luke and Obi-Wan. Well, you're going to do a lot of playing like a Tatooine, you know, I mean, those kind of scenes or, right. or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, different things like that. But when you had all of them, you could just do the whole movie. I mean, you have, well, obviously, uh, you know, there were a lot more characters that came along and, and we've spent the last 30 years buying them all, but you know, <laughs> right. So what we're looking at here is pretty much you, you've got the King's ransom here. You've got everything that almost everything that was available as far as action figure goodness goes in uh, for Christmas 1978 you've got the tie fighter you've got the land speeder the x-wing half of the figures are there because there were only 12 that came out for 1978 that you would have been um, my best friend I wouldn't have given I wouldn't have given you a choice I would have had to come to your house all the time and probably try to steal figures from you but that's that's for another episode I was definitely the Star Wars kid in my neighborhood um and my birthday for is sure. in August so pretty much you know like like halfway through the year you know in the summer I would get a few Star Wars things for my birthday and then the next year for Christmas I or you know uh, a few months later, I would get Star Wars things for Christmas, and that went from 1978 until, you know, probably 84. I think, um, you know, as I look through my collection of vintage uh, figures and, and play sets and ships, I'm I'm missing a lot of the things that came out towards the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, I never had yeah. a, uh, I never had a Tidarian shuttle. I never had... Right, um, the ATST, you know those types of things. So I think a lot of the the um, the things that started coming out towards the the end of that, you know, by '84 that year, I would have been 11, about you know 12. So um, you know, I think I, I might have moved on to to maybe some other interests or whatever. But that you know, from that those years, man, '78 to about '84, I had Christmas uh, Star Wars every year. There was always something under the tree. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely the golden age. Hey, what uh, what day were you born in August? Twenty second. Twenty second. Okay, I'm I'm August thirteenth myself. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Very cool. Uh, so, anything else we want to talk about as far as this particular slide goes? Well, let's see here. I'm just kind of looking. I I um I can tell you that um, although they are not in the same condition that you see them. I still own everything that's in this photo. Well, as far as Star Wars, I don't think I have those pants anymore. But, <laughs> but, um, nice. Um, nice. But, yeah, on the uh, shelf, uh, you know, my collection here in my room, I kind of have divided up into different things. Like, you know, I've got a, a Power of the Force area. I've got, um, you know, action figures kind of stuff. And then I have a set of shelves that's, you know, all the vintage things that I used to own. And so I still have that TIE Fighter sitting here. I still have the Land Speeder. And all all the ships are in. I mean, they're all still complete. Uh, you know, the X-wing has uh, all the wings, <laughs> which was important, and all the guns and, and the cockpit. Yep. You know, um, and uh, all these figures. I can tell you, just looking at these, I know that my Princess Leia is not in as good a shape as you can see it here, because not only does she no longer uh, have her little cape there, but I know that at one point one of our dogs mauled her face 
Uh, oh yeah, slightly. So she's um, well. That that's okay. You're keeping up with you know the the constants of of how we all get older. Carrie Fisher probably doesn't look the way she used to back in 1978. Yeah. That's okay. That's, we'll, we'll just let that go. That's that's perfectly so, yeah, fine. Yeah, definitely uh, my Leah I know is uh, battle-worn. And some of the figures <laughs> over the uh, over time, like I have purchased another Princess Leia, one that's in much better condition than yep. my original. But on my display shelf, I still have the original one behind there. You know, And so I, I've always kept those, even though I, I may have upgraded and bought a a nicer one. I've still kept the ones that I had as a kid. I wish I would have done that because about 12, 15 years ago or so, I got the great idea to, uh, has it been 12 years ago already? eBay? What's, I don't know what the uh, the history of eBay is, but the early days of eBay, I got the, uh, the great idea to, uh, to make a little cash. There went all my vintage childhood mm, figures wow. and toys. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking. It's probably after watching episode one, I was about ready to cash in and, <laughs> and do something else. But I came back, so yeah, that's it's it's all gone. But uh, I did uh, acquire some some other fantastic pieces, so I was I was lucky with that. So we all have scars from uh, episode one. <laughs> big, big big scars. Yeah, I can't pull up my shirt anymore. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Let's turn to everybody turn the uh, page to Rob 241 and here we go. Uh we flash back a little bit before it was 1978. Here we are 2 years later and it looks like Rob is once again mugging for the camera and uh showing his new uh looks like it might be a new playset there you've got there Rob. Yeah, let's take a look here and and um you know one thing I I have to say is that I'm so glad my dad was um, uh, really into photography. So he was always like, you know, we would go to the fair or something. And you remember, of course, back then, uh, way, way, way pre-digital, you know, you would buy your roll of film and you would have, oh, yeah. you know, 24 shots or something. And so there were always a few shots left uh, on those on those rolls of film, you know, and so he would always uh, come take and you know, pictures of whatever we were doing in our rooms and stuff. So I, I'm really lucky in that aspect because I know a lot of people, and there's lots of people that had Star Wars toys and things like that, but I'm I'm really fortunate to have pictures of a lot of these. Yeah, we're pretty, you know, it's funny, we're pretty similar. My dad was really into cameras and, and photography and, and pre-video. I mean, we had the film film cameras and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's I was lucky to have these, and, and obviously... Well, you are really lucky to have these also, so and to share with me on igrowupstarwars.com, which is definitely appreciated. But uh, so, what have you got here? It looks like you've got some. Uh, you've got the Hoth playset. The uh, the now this one could have been better. This was the uh, this was the cardboard kind of mm -hmm. uh, particle board sort. Not even particle. No, board, yeah, straight kind of cardboard. The, yeah, yeah, slightly thicker cardboard, but not that much better than say gee i don't know paper <laughs> right well yeah i'm sure it was the same uh same thickness as the cardboard the the place the, the box in. it came <laughs> with yeah ex or maybe exactly thinner, yeah and um so yeah. it, it is the and it's the hoth playset that everybody i mean even as a little kid immediately i noticed hey this is the same base from the tatooine set i got like two years ago yeah, I think uh, a lot of folks uh I I think the guys at Kenner were hoping uh since it was white no one would notice right. but uh, well, it has the yeah. the tracks, you know, right across it from the sand crawler. 
True. <laughs> that you notice on there. So I, I remember, um, I don't think I was disappointed per se, you know, but I did, I did notice, you know, even, even as a little kid. So we've got that. Uh, and then to the left of that, we have the, uh, and I always, I've always called this the Imperial Troop Transport. I know it has, um, a couple of different names, uh, from different releases. Yeah, I, I always called it the Troop Transport also. This was the glorious first version with the push-button sound effects, yes, right? Yes, yes. So you, Man, you put your batteries yeah. up there and the little, uh, there's like the little red uh, battery cover up there towards the back. And, Absolutely. And um, yeah, you got six different sound effects. And the, and the cool thing from this, I think this is um, maybe, I don't know, you, you might know more than, better than I do. I, this is the first toy I remember, the Star Wars toy, that wasn't really featured in the movies. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This was uh, this was a toy that they kind of pitched as being just slightly off camera. So, that, yeah. That kind comic of, book. Do you remember the comic book? Yeah, yeah. I might uh, throw a, pic- a couple of pictures of that in the uh, in the show notes right. there because I've got I still have the little little comic. Yeah, book. I do too. I do too. Darth, Darth Vader booming over the intercom <laughs> of the stormtroopers. You find the droids or don't come back at all or something to that right. effect. So it was good it, stuff. You know, there's that that um, I guess as a kid this was your first. Uh, I mean, I never thought about this as a kid. Um, you know, like when you see the the scene that's uh, inside the Hoth base. And there's all these different things going on, but of course we're focused on Han Solo. He's working on the Millennium Falcon or, you know, they're getting ready to ride out on Tauntauns, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. And so this toy is kind of like, it gives you that little glimpse into, Hey, there's a lot of stuff in star Wars that wasn't on screen. I mean, there's stuff going on in the background and it also let us know that we were going to be paying for new toys for a long time. (laughs) Oh, there's, you know, when you're watching the films and you're not really, yeah, exactly what you said, not really focusing on the main action, you're looking kind of beyond that. There's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on that was, that was just kind of happenstance, but is really kind of fun to watch in itself. You know, there's a lot of, um, like these little vehicles, you know, there's some driving around in that Hoth base and, you know, they're probably a golf cart or something that somebody slapped a body on or whatever, but it's still cool. Just to, you know, now that we've seen the movie so many times and you, you know what the plot is and you know, you know what Han Solo looks like or what the Millennium Falcon. And now, you know, as I watch, I mean, sometimes I'll watch the movies with my kids or something. I'm more focused on what's going on in the background or, you know, what are the things (laughs) that we've missed over the years? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you were when you mentioned that the uh, you were recently in California and you're you live in Oklahoma right that, now. But yes. yeah. And you uh, visited Rancho Obi-Wan. And did you get to see the uh, his little troop transport that he he's got? It was parked in the driveway. It was the first oh. thing we saw. <laughs> I mean, when we pulled in, I was like. Holy crud, like, and, and of course I didn't know, like, is this a screen use thing or whatever? I, so I didn't really know until I went back and, and did some research on it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got to, you know, stand around it, look inside it, check it out. And, uh, I, that, that Steve Sansweet has such a cool collection. I, I, um, I was joking with him at, towards the end of the tour. And I, I assume a lot of the people listening to this know about, uh, Rancho Obi-Wan, but if you don't, the the very high level is it is the largest 
privately owned collection of Star Wars memorabilia. It's uh, that's right, nine thousand yep. square foot of so anything like if you're like me, like most of my collection uh, are things that I owned as a kid or you know have seen along the way. He has one. <laughs> you're not going to yes. stump him. You're not going to say, "Oh, I bet you don't have." You know, I mean, the things that I think of as being rare, uh, or even a few years ago, like you know, there was a time where you set yourself like I, I guess as far as like in your neighborhood or something like you were like, I was the kid with a blue snaggle tooth and nobody right. else had one. And you were like, Oh, that made you a little cooler. But then, exactly. you, then you get on the internet and you find out that everybody has a blue snaggle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, but I have, you know, one of these. And you're like, you kind of one up, you know, well, I have, you know, this kind of, or a helmet that was used in the movie, or I have, you know, this, a piece of the Death Star. He's got one of that. He's got one of something that you wish you had. He's got one of things that you didn't know existed. I mean, that it is an incredible collection. And um, as we were getting towards the end of the tour, I asked him if uh, he ever saw, like, because I went with uh, my kids and my wife, and I asked him if he ever heard people like, I guess the what I had expected was that my wife would get very concerned <laughs> that I would start right. getting these ideas of, you know, collecting more. You, you need to step it up. Right. And he said, it's usually the opposite. He said, normally uh, wives or spouses of Star Wars collectors, they feel a lot better when they go home because they're like, well, thank God, you know, our house doesn't look like this, <laughs> you know? So, true. They, so uh, yeah, he said it kind of has the opposite effect, but um, that's funny. But Steve, Steve's a great guy. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got to uh, check it out. I, I have not yet. Oh, most yeah. of uh, most of my friends here uh, with uh, our Seattle Sarlacc group, they've all gone down. And he's been up here um, a few times. We had the ice deal with a lot of uh, collectors. It was kind of an exclusive little little get together. We got to talk to him, and we had him on the uh, Galaxy of Toys podcast and that kind of thing. So it's really cool to talk to him candidly, and it's really also kind of neat to see. What he's done, he used to work for Lucasfilm, and of course he he's written quite a few books on collecting and that kind of thing, which is which is awesome. But to meet him is just really really great because number one, he's a good guy, and number two, he has the craziest, most insane collection that oh, none of us could possibly. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, you put it all in perspective when you go there, because if you were to go well. Uh, I think he's been collecting since Star Wars came out. So mm -hmm. for you to try to emulate a collection like that is just impossible because he definitely has uh, a lot of fan-made yes. uh, fan things, uh, a lot of items like that, items that he got from the ground floor. He was getting these uh, toys in pristine condition right off the, mm -hmm. right off the racks at Kmart, Payless, wherever, wherever he was, and uh, he kept them. And uh, to get a collection like that nowadays would be well, it's just impossible. So it's it's a once in a lifetime, one one to one collection with with no one being able to get near anything yeah, like that. He, so he told us that um, his best estimate is that he has between four hundred and five hundred thousand items in his collection. So yeah. you can do the math. I mean. If you come up with whatever average price, I mean, obviously there are things, uh, if you're into collecting the Star Wars Bindi characters, okay, you could probably get those for a dollar. <laughs> um, if you're, right, if you're yeah. collecting, you know, 
uh, you know, everybody know everybody knows I love Bendos. Too, right. so. so okay, so if you buy five hundred thousand of them at a dollar each, I mean that <laughs> you could see what what you know. I mean that would be the minimum, I guess, of owning five hundred thousand Star Wars items. <laughs> and a lot of his things right. are just, uh, you know, he has um, a lot of things. I think that um, it wasn't KB. It was a, a an FAO Schwartz maybe that he had yeah. some different things like the. Uh, animated um biff the cantina guys oh right yeah that was uh right that was one of their displays right I and so he has things like that and i don't even know how you would put a price on that you know so yeah uh, speaking of one-to-one there's a perfect example right there so so yeah but anyway i'm I'm looking at this picture again and now i'm, I'm yeah. coming full circle now because i'm thinking about his <laughs> that troop transport and now i'm looking at this one again um, and, you know, something I don't think I noticed this when I originally sent you this picture, but obviously in the background, there's also Star Wars pillowcases. There you go. And I may have Star Wars sheets on this bed. Um, it kind of looks like it. So, I mean, I uh, were you a Do- were you a Miami Dolphins fan? Those no. look like Miami Dolphin feet sheets. I could be wrong, but no, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, um, I don't know. Winnie the Pooh or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, you know what? You're right because there's something that says USA here. So I'm not sure what that is, but um, there's definitely Star Wars pillows in the background. Yep, um, definitely. And um, you know, as far as figures. Again, you have the the normal uh, Star Wars crew here. It looks like there's the I think that's a stormtrooper driving the troop transport, which would make yep. sense. Yep. Um, now we see Chewie. I think I think these are all our good guys here that have been captured. We've got Chewie. Looks like C three PO and a uh, looks like Lando's been drinking behind this. Is that yeah? That looks like Lando. Right. I, I don't know what he's what he's his, been up he to. He found there. the uh, the stash of Colt forty five there in Bespin, and he's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, let's see. Then over here on the Hoth playset, it looks like a X wing Luke. Um, right. C three PO who may have also dipped into the spirits there at, at uh, well it looks like uh, Boba Fett might have joined him there yeah I think so I, I yeah yeah and then um I see well what we'll do to, to assist all of our viewers we're going to have those ridiculously annoying uh, arrows that uh, are pointing <laughs> to all of them you know like a kind of the the trend of uh, of the internet nowadays Apparently you can't uh, you you go on the internet and uh, if that clickbait stuff oh, you've got yeah. Big red circles and arrows pointing at everything, so you don't miss a thing. So let's keep going here. It looks like uh, so you've got C three PO and uh, and Boba Fett there. There looked a little passed out yeah. there. And R five D four. Yeah, yeah, it looks like him. I... Uh, Hoth Han maybe. Yeah. Is there someone before R five D four? You know, it looks like there's something standing there, but I don't know what that would be. That might oh, be. Oh, is that part? Of, I think that's part of the picture of that. That could be the picture. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the rear yeah. leg there. And then it looks like you've got Vader without a cape. Yeah. Maybe it was hot on it's, Hoth. This is very positive. Well, and unfortunately, um, Hoth was also inhabited by uh, a series of dogs that like to attack Star Wars oh. characters. So, um, yeah, the capes were uh, unfortunately the first thing to usually go. As if wampas weren't bad enough. <laughs> now, this uh, troop transport, I actually didn't know for years that there was a second version. The non, I guess, well, I don't know what you would call it, the non-talking version or whatever. Right. Uh, and so my uh, uh, 
my mom had actually gone to a garage sale and, you know, and I think she had asked the people, hey, do you have anything Star Wars? My son likes Star Wars things. And uh, they came up with one of these, which is just in about as bad a condition. I, I think um, the little side pods where the people stand are still on it, but there are no other mm-hmm. parts. There's no doors. There's no uh, back door or anything. And, and so uh, so she brought it to me and said, you know, maybe you can use it for a, a pencil holder on your desk. There you so go. I said, OK. And so when I looked at it, I was like, well, this thing is a lot lighter. And, of course, then I'm looking at the back, and, and there's a lot more storage space in here. And so that was really um, the first time that I realized that they had released a couple of different versions of this thing. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a disappointment because I think, I'm sure kids still remembered uh, the sound version. And then getting the cheaper version that had no sounds, that – that must have been a disappointment mm-hmm. for some kids. Wasn't for me. I was lucky enough to actually get the first uh, round of the troop transport, which was, which was awesome. Oh yeah. Now, I, I on the other picture, I said that I owned everything that was still in that picture. Right. I own most of what's in this picture, and um, believe it or not, I think I do still have those pillowcases uh, and the <laughs> and the matching curtains that went with them. Uh, nice. And of course, I have my troop transport, and I have the base to that Hoth playset, but I don't think that piece of cardboard made the, uh, the 30 year journey into today's collection. I think that cardboard, did the, Hoth, Hoth, did the Hoth dogs, uh, uh, help themselves. <laughs> you know, I do remember at some point, um, you know, the, the assembly of this ad at, which is sticking halfway off the cardboard was, um, you know, the, the quintessential, uh, slot a going into tab B or, you know, I right. Mean, uh, it just kind of exactly. folded together and stuck through. Uh-huh. And as those pieces in the back got worn, uh, you know, it wouldn't stay there. So it, it, they would pop out. And right. so I do remember for a while owning this and having the entire back of it covered with masking tape, <laughs> trying to hold not it a, together. You know, not a bad, uh, not a bad way to handle the uh, that those tabs coming loose yeah, for sure. But it, I uh, never got these. I was kind of bummed out but really when you're looking at this looks awesome now but i <laughs> yeah you know what, it, maybe i wasn't missing much i don't no, know no it's definitely no uh no substitute for the real uh kinner at you know um i mean it, you could stick somebody in the in the uh, head portion up there from the back and kind of see them through oh, the okay. window oh gotcha uh, all right and then you know you have the it's the same mechanism the the lift mechanism which made sense in uh you know, the uh, Tatooine version of this because you had the sand crawler. Correct. And you would put a droid in there. And then you remember from Star Wars when they used their vacuum and they sucked R2-D2 up into mm-hmm. it. And so that right. kind of made sense. But in this, I, I, you know, I just don't remember anybody getting sucked into the belly of an AT-AT. Well, I mean, that, back then, of course, it wasn't really explained. So <laughs> right. when you're looking when you're looking at this mechanism, it's I guess back then you have to put your your head in yourself. That was weird. You have to put your head in yourself <laughs> at, in 1980 and go. You know this this sounds completely plausible. Sure, yeah. I'm just gonna go with yeah, this. You never question. So. Oh, and I, you know, we we didn't mention kind of right near the back of the uh, Imperial troop transport there, and right in front of the Hoth is the little uh, Hoth. What is that? A laser? The laser? Oh cannon. yeah. And th- wow, those things. You know, maybe not, you know, these hot things because they're built out of cardboard probably didn't survive. I mean, I'm sure there's some around, you know, but uh, they kind of they tended to get trashed a little bit. Um, But 
those cannons, I see those everywhere. I used to, you know, before, of course, we talk about the glorious days before eBay when you actually uh, found Star Wars things at garage sales. Uh, uh, or, yeah. or people would just give you, you know, they would say, oh, I used to collect Star Wars and I don't like it anymore. Here you go. Before exactly. before they found out or, you know, at least thought that a um, Millennium Falcon missing every part was going to get them $500 on eBay or something. Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, most uh, uh, chewed up Darth Vader's are going to send kids to college. Oh, well, so. good. Cause Who I, knew about that? <laughs> good, because I got two of them and two kids. So, um, <laughs> but, Perfect. <laughs> this, um, those laser cannons, I, those have survived everything. I, mean, I find those all, you know, I probably at one time probably had half a dozen of them where uh, I just, you know, if, if somebody would give me some old Star Wars things, you would find, you know, the common action figures, maybe a an X-Wing missing all the parts or something, and one of these cannons, you know. So my Hoth bases were very heavily defended. <laughs> and uh, n let's not forget uh, the video that uh, we talked about briefly at the start of the recording or the call, excuse me, um, uh, the uh, the video that you sent me uh, of you filming a lot of your, a couple of your friends, three of your friends playing uh, uh, Hoth Battle. Yes, the Battle of Hoth, and I'm sure exactly. that this exact uh, laser cannon is in that video. Yeah, and And there this base go. plate here, I think, uh, oh no, you know, I think that has the, uh, the other two sets. You've got the... Uh, um, the rebel one, you know, that has the gun, the big gun turret, uh, with the probot, the probot set. Right. And, mm -hmm. and then you have the other, the, uh, I guess it was the Imperial one that was, uh, how was it? I can't remember if it was Imperial or if it was, if it was good guys or bad guys, it didn't really matter in my movies, but, uh, the one that had all the collapsing ice bridges and, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, I can't think of it now. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I know everybody. You know, if that was the that was the premium playset to get back then. I mean, if it wasn't the Dagobah playset, it was the uh, Imperial Attack Base. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. There you go. I'm looking at mine right now. Mine seems to have um, uh, looks like a Hoth Luke standing in it and a Wampa right behind him. <laughs> nice. And you know what? And a laser cannon. So. <laughs> any any of you interested in actually seeing these playsets in action in Rob O'Hara's universe, uh, I'll also uh, include a link. That way we can kind of check out uh, a ongoing heated battle against the rebels <laughs> in the Empire. Who wins? Who knows? Who cares? But there you go. It is what it is. Rob, let's, uh, let's kind of wind this down, but what I would like to do first is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with my rapid retro reaction game that I like to play. Oh, what is this? Are you ready? Okay, so what you have to do is uh, put your mind in uh, Little Rob O'Hara of 1980. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you five uh, questions, random questions. They might be about Star Wars. They might not be. Uh, I want you to answer them as quickly as you can. And uh, we'll see what uh, what comes out of uh, Rob O'Hara's mind at ten years old. How about that? All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's roll the theme song. So, what's on the program for today, Fixer? Speed run, Skywalker. Speed run. All righty. Here we go. Uh, number one, Rob O'Hara's favorite breakfast cereal. Count Chocula. Favorite arcade game? 
Uh, I'm going to probably say Donkey Kong. Favorite console game of 1980? Pitfall. Did you have a lunchbox you brought to school? What kind of lunchbox was it? Uh, An Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. The red plastic one, uh, which I still have, which had all four uh, of the... uh, It had Luke, Leia, uh, Han, and Chewie in front of Hoth. Final question. Your favorite Star Wars figure? This is going to sound terrible. (laughs) Oh, boy. I have gone... that, this would be ball. Well, this might be eighty one, <laughs> but I had gone uh, on a, a, a vacation uh, to go see family in Chicago, and out in a field, I found Dengar. You're gonna go with Dengar? You know, because the thing was, he was so mysterious. Like I didn't know anything <laughs> about him. I thought he was gonna be this incredible kind of bounty hunter type guy. You know, right. Uh, and, and he had, uh, you know, everything about him, he had the scars on him. And I thought this guy, certainly he's going to be amazing in return of the Jedi when he makes his return <laughs> yes, and he deals with all these, um, uh, petty little Jedi and rebels. But unfortunately he, he did not, he was in the movie for five seconds or whatever. And so, but, but, um, I mean, a close second, I gotta say would be Boba Fett, which was every Every kid loved Boba Fett. I know Boba Fett gets a lot of grief today and that um, the legend of Boba Fett is much bigger uh, than the on-screen version of Boba Fett. But true, there was true. something about that Dengar figure that I'd like when I would set up, um, you know, the little play sets of like, you know, here's all the stormtroopers. Uh, and then like uh, I remember setting up, a, I had this whole play thing that I would set up with uh, Bespin. And so you had, yes. you know, uh, all the stormtroopers that were getting ready to pounce on the rebels, and you're going to have this big fight. And then you had Lobot, uh, who yep. you know is calling the shots. But then behind that, I had Dingar. <laughs> it was like like he was the boss, you know. Uh, I think they they just pulled Dengar out of you know intensive care. They needed someone <laughs> to stand behind everybody. I know, Den, Dengar, come on, buddy. I know you're you're bleeding profusely. Just wrap this stuff around your head. Just stand there for a few minutes. You'll be fine. We'll say cut. We'll send you back to the yeah, hospital. Like we've got some extra armor and a mummy costume. What can we, exactly. <laughs> what yeah. can we make out of that? But It's um, a great combination. I, really. I honestly thought, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, a lot of the people that you saw in Star Wars came back in Empire Strikes Back. And so I guess now, I, think I, you're, I think you're flipped around. So we were talking Empire and then they came back in Return of the Jedi, well, right? But, well, but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you had these characters and then you saw them in the second film. And so, right. you know, like when I saw Dengar and these other people in IG-88, I thought these guys are going to kick ass in the third film. <laughs> and then they, Oh, right. Okay. And then they never came back, you know? So at the time I was really into the, the bounty hunters. Um, but also, you know, as I look back older now too, I think, Boy, we would buy anything back then. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah. like what you said. You know, it's like, well, here's a guy with, you know, ace bandages on his head. Let Just give him a gun. Well, I'll buy that, you know. <laughs> per- perfectly acceptable. I'll take two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, they, they did have some crazy, crazy characters. But, uh, yeah, funny. <laughs> Rob. Thanks for joining me. Is there anything uh, anything you want to plug? I mean, we did go over uh, some of the stuff that you've done, some of the stuff you haven't done. 
anything you want to plug before we uh, before we end the call? You know what? If you you want to find links to uh, my podcasts or books or anything else like that, you can find them all at uh, robohara.com. Just go there and, and uh, there's links to my Facebook and Twitter and, and all the stuff I've done. You could go there. Perfect. Thanks. And definitely, definitely check out Rob's uh, stuff. He's got a lot of uh, really cool things going on and uh, it would be foolish for you not to. Thanks, Rob. Well, thanks. I'm going to go play with Dengar right now. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> thanks. Okay, there you go. So episode, excuse me, track two is uh, in the can. And uh, I think we're going to wrap up this episode right now. So I want to thank Rob O'Hara for uh, gracing me with his presence today, uh, talking a little bit about his childhood and the photos that we posted on igrowupstarwars.com. Would also like to thank the uh, creator of our intro and outro music, Super Robotic Encounters. Good stuff. And uh, we will sign off right now. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. I grew up StarWars.com podcast. With Tom Burger. And his friends. Don't forget that. Well, bye.